We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we record this podcast today. We would also like to pay our respect to Elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. You're listening to Best Judies, an LGBTQIA podcast about the wonderful people in our community and the incredible things that they're doing. Hi, my name is Justin Hill. I'm a TV presenter and a red carpet reporter. And the terribly, terribly average thing that I did today was I went and got fitted for contact lenses. Have you ever done that before? No, Do you wear glasses? I don't. Oh, see, so I wear glasses, but what I, I don't wear them. So most of the time oh. I actually just struggle, um, which is hilarious. <laughs> is that when why you on... squint a lot? Yeah. Right. <laughs> which is why I have to get so much Botox. Um, <laughs> so when you're on TV and you have to read auto cue, it's actually really hard. And I don't like to wear my glasses on TV. So now I have contact lenses. Amazing. So you can actually reason... see what you're meant to be reading exactly. now. And the reason I got them is because we're going away to New York for Christmas and I want oh, to see everything. Oh, keep dropping that one in. <laughs> keep dropping it in. I'm so jealous. Hi, I'm Sam Devonport, an events managed by day and a drag queen by night and also a drag queen today as well because apparently I forgot to take off half of my face <laughs> I and I see. still have so much glue in my eyebrows. I can still see at least one and a half of your eyebrows is glued down. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to, we're, we're dealing with it. Thank God this is audio content and not visual. I feel like uh, <laughs> if Mary from OD Podcast was here, she'd be like, I'm so happy for you. I want this for you. This is she'd really have, good. She'd have something to say <laughs> about this. <laughs> Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Well, Samuel, it has been a crazy, crazy year for us. Hasn't this has it been? been an incredible project that you and I started earlier this year. Yep. Um, we have made it to the end of the year. We have. We have. Very and we exciting. we do have a big announcement to make. Oh, do we ever. Actually, we've got two big announcements to make. The first one is, is that this is not the last podcast that we will ever do. We will be back <laughs> In 2020, uh, this is just Can't our last one for the easy. year. You cannot get rid of us that <laughs> easy. Uh, we'll be back in 2020 with all new best duties, all new guests. We have so many people from our community that um, that we want to bring into our podcast and to talk to you guys. Um, and obviously, we love hearing from you on our social media pages. And if there is anyone in particular that you want to hear from, we would love for you to slide into our DMs if you want to do that or if you want to, want to nominate a best duty. Uh, follow us on Instagram at best duties. But we do have another special, special guest today. This special guest, when I got told who this special guest was, my reaction, I was literally lost for words. <laughs> like I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, well, well, well then, we've yeah. done it. <laughs> I feel like if you've seen the title of this podcast, you're going to know exactly who it is. So uh, recently I caught up with the one and only Carly Rae Jepsen. Can I just correct you there? More like Carly Slay Legendson. <laughs> Love her so much. <laughs> What a queen. <laughs> Carly Slay legends. And, uh, you know, I, I caught up with her. She is an incredible human being. We spoke about all sorts of things uh, from the LGBT community to her music to even coming back for Mardi Gras. So uh, shall we Coming back for Mardi Gras? Yeah, have we yeah. got some exclusives? Yeah, let's have a listen. Oh, my God. Carly Rae Jepsen, I feel like this has been a lifetime coming, finally <laughs> getting to meet you. Uh, welcome. Welcome to Australia. Thank you so much. I have been reading reviews on your show and someone said the other day that Carly Rae Jepsen is the guilty pleasure of pop. I feel like that's absolutely true. I mean, I feel like your music has, um, for me personally, has like lifted me through so many times, you know, I just listening to to your music, it, it's got such a positivity to it and a, and a kindness from you. I know you've written millions of songs, but are these ones at the moment, do you have any, fo any that you're fond of in particular that you perform when you are touring, like you're touring now? 
I, I always find a moment of, of joy singing Want You In My Room just because it's so out there and silly. Um, I think that's a highlight for me. Also, uh, the, the opener, whenever, whether it's No Drug Like Me or Run Away With Me, we kind of flip-flop them depending, but um, it's just always kind of a magic feeling to step out on stage and sort of gauge the room for the first minute and see what we're dealing with and then get ready to celebrate. And Want You In My Room is such a great song and there is someone in the film clip who I'd love to talk to you about, uh, Mark Kanemura. He, he, I, I found him on the internet doing, um, it must have been cut to the feeling with his wig reveals. And what was it like? Was it very serendipitous with that moment when you guys met on stage and you brought him out? And I mean, the crowd went wild. It was electric. And Mark is just, he's a unicorn. There's no one like him. Um, and I, it was a gift of my life. I was in a Positano uh, when Cut to the Feeling was released. And I think none of us had any expectation for that song. And I think he was the one to grab hold of it and bring it to life just with like these home videos where he was running around and putting the the theatrics together. But it was just fascinating. He's such a a talented and gifted uh, dancer, choreographer. So, um, yeah, he, and now he's become a friend. So whenever I have the opportunity and I can fly him in for a show he's like my little you know secret surprise <laughs> mark was down here for mardi gras this year and uh and i was chatting to him on instagram and he was saying how excited he was i'm just gonna put it out there are you free next year could you please <laughs> come back for mardi gras i think sydney would have a meltdown if carly ray jepson performed for us at mardi gras I mean, now that I'm back in Australia, I have to say I cannot believe it's taken me so long to get back here. Like, eight years. That's crazy. So if I have one goal, it's that it's never going to be that long again. I would love to be back here next year. For- Listen, if, we, if it's six months and you're back again for Mardi Gras, that's fine by me. Um, you have such an amazing LGBT audience and a connection to our community and you are an ally through and through. I I feel like everyone connects to you. Um, You know, I feel like you've always been there for us and we've always been there for you. What what is it? What is the connection about? Why do we love you so much? <laughs> I've been asked that before. I don't know how anyone's supposed to answer that. But because I'm beautiful, <laughs> I'm so nice. That's <laughs> just ridiculous. There's no good way to answer. Um, I think in general, the message that I'm um, about sharing is one of. Um, not just acceptance, but celebration of of every person of of love in all its forms. And I um, I hope that that spreads across. I hope the community I think that I've been invited into uh, just kind of grows because it it gives confidence. It's a sharing of love. It's a trade that I get as well as as get to give to others. So it's um that is also actually that's like the number one gift of my life. You said in an interview recently that you feel like there aren't a lot of hopeless romantics left in the world and that you are one. And immediately I was like, I am too. I definitely am. Um, We're out there. And I think that's why a lot of us connect to your music. Um, Writing a song like Julian, I feel like, is is very much from a hopeless romantics perspective. Is it difficult to write a song like that or does it just pour out of you because of the emotions connected to it? Well, Julian in particular is a tricky song for me because it has been a song I've been trying to write for years. Um, it had like three different forms before it kind of landed in this era of like 
like throwback sort of disco vibes or like a chill disco I would call it but no um I had an ex-boyfriend named Julian from Montreal way 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 back and we had a really romantic time in Quebec City and there was something about that that always like I sort of fantasticalized like that idea of Julian being the uh, the metaphor for like the perfect somebody Julian isn't the perfect somebody (laughs) but the metaphor remains and I've been trying to put him into a song ever since and so um, when I was in Nicaragua uh, I finally met the right kind of people, the right producer who kind of got the vibe of what I was going for. And when I started to share a bit of the idea, it just took on its 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 rightful form. And, and yeah, so finally it was brought to light. But Julian was the first song off of Dedicated where I started to feel like, okay, I know the direction that I want to go at least. And that's always a gift. And I know that you've been listening to um, some records recently and you've said that maybe some of the music you're working on is a little bit folky. Have you had more of a thought about like the, is that kind of like a passing phase where you go, I'm kind of vibing this and now I'm into disco or is it a day-to-day thing or are you finding that you're really heading towards one particular kind of genre? I feel like everything I'm making sounds folky right now because I'm on the road. So when you're right on the road, you're writing with either like an acoustic guitar or an acoustic guitar. Like that's kind of Mm -hmm. the option. So it kind of immediately changes like the rhythms and stuff versus if you're in the studio and you can like begin off the beat or like something like that. So, and I write a lot with my, um, my longtime friend and collaborator, Tavish Crow, who's my guitarist. So he and I will like make a little studio camp in like the hotel rooms or backstage. And, and I've probably only written like since, since, May, which is a while. I've probably only written like five songs. And that's five more than I've written, so <laughs> you're fine. But they're they're not necessarily for an album. They're just like me getting to play and spread my wings in like this direction for a second. Yeah. I kind of like that. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I mean, there are a million things that I can talk to you about today. And one thing I always like to ask people in my interviews is, what do you love being asked about in an interview? What's something that people don't really talk to you about? Because I feel like people really know you inside and out. But there's always part of you that you think, man, I wish people would talk to me more about this. Is there something something that maybe you don't get to talk about enough? I think I love digging into the songwriting process as much as possible. I think that's like probably um, the truth of the matter is that I don't think I would be singing if I wasn't writing. It's probably my number one even over singing, performing, everything. And if you had to like toss a coin of like, do you live in the studio for the rest of your life and create or do you go on stage? That would be really hard for me because I do get a high from both. But the ultimate is when you get to kind of emote something that you've had time to craft and really think about and share it. It is like the, the epitome of like the most I have to offer. Okay, Sam. So how could we not do the last best duties of the year and not have our very own best duties? Right. Do you have someone? I do. And it's the first time I've done this. You. Oh, stop. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's been, uh, I don't know how many episodes. This is the 16th. I think it could be more. Maybe. It could. I don't even know. I've lost count. I'm just going to say 16, 17, 18. And we'll We'll figure it out later. Easy. Perfect. (laughs) Um, but yeah, you, thank you for including me on this journey and it's been so much fun and I can't wait for 2020. Neither can I. And I tell you what, it would, it would be ridiculous for us to have Carly Rae Jepsen on the show and not have her give us her best duty. So of course I asked her who was her best duty. Do you have a best duty in your life? Yeah, I do. Um, since I was seven, um, her name is Katie Maddie. Um, we lived down the street from each other. 
And um, to this day, she, like, I've never met anyone who I prefer to her. <laughs> so. oh, that's such a nice thing to say. Will you help me? Can you help me? You don't need to be helped any longer. You've always had the power to go back to Kansas. I have. Then why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. Now, Sam, before we finish up, yep. um, it has been an incredible year. It has been so great to come in here um, every week or thereabouts. Yeah, close uh, enough. And, and you know what? One of my favourite things that we do in this podcast is our affirmation, or as we like to call them, an affirmation. <laughs> it, something, it, ha- it is something that makes me walk out of this podcast feeling good about myself. Yep. Uh, now, you've got the week off this week. I'm just oh, letting really? you know. Um, no need for you to do okay. it. Okay. All right. Because... I wanted Carly Rae Jepsen to give us an affirmation this week. Oh, if there's anyone that can give an affirmation, <laughs> it can be her. Right. So uh, here I am asking Carly Rae Jepsen about, you know, what she does to make herself feel good. We like to, to have a little affirmation, or as we like to call them, an affirmation, because we are all about girl power. Is there something that you kind of tell yourself before you go out on stage? I know you posted a picture of just as you were about to go on stage the other night with your, with your dancers. And do you have anything that you kind of like tell yourself or you've been told about advice for your career or everyday life? There's a few thoughts that I think float around, but I don't have like one religious sort of like mantra. It's more of a, a, a movement of, that is not just like for me, it's, it's communal. We get together, the band boys and I, I and the, the, depending on what shows, the backup singers and the crew and everybody, everyone who's in, involved in making the show come to light that is available in that moment. And we kind of just like touch hands and do this like really strange little handshake that we've had for the, the ages. It's stupid, but for some reason, that kind of coming together, it, it's us appreciating the fact that we get to do this job and it's enough of a moment to kind of take in okay and like we always are like all right tonight Sydney let's go yeah. and and I think it, it makes us really excited and pumped up. Carly Rae Jepsen has been so great talking to you and it's been a pleasure to finally meet you. Um, I have tried to get you to commit to coming back to Mardi Gras. I feel like our fans really really want that. I'm going to take it as a tentative. You're like on Facebook and you're like one of those tentative people that might be coming back. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> I'm, I'm a check, yes. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much, Kelly Ray. Thank you so much. You're so lovely. <laughs> there you go. What that an was incredible lovely. chat. I mean, I feel like we've set the bar very high for 2020 when it comes yeah, to guests. Yeah, who are we going to have for our first guest next year? <laughs> we've gone like know. we've gone as t- like the top of the top. Where are we going to go from here? I know, who knows. But uh look, like I said before, it's been an incredible year hanging out with you. It's been this, so much fun. This has been our little rainbow baby, <laughs> and I'm so glad to have seen it grow and grow and to every single person out there who has DM'd us, who has reposted us, yeah. who has listened, who has left us a great comment, who's left us a constructive And all the people who Spotify wraps up. We're, we're in. We were in. I know. Isn't that That insane? was amazing. The point of this podcast, like we've said before, was to reach out to those people in parts of this country and the world who may not have a gay family or may not have an LGBTQIA plus family around them and just make them feel like this was a place for them to be included and to start some conversation. Yeah. So for everyone you. just to have a listen and just feel a part of a community. Exactly. And I just wanted to say a big thank you to all of our guests from this year. We have loved having you on. Uh, thank you to you, Sam. Thank you to me. Thank you to you. <laughs> Shall we finish off this podcast how we normally do for the last time in 2019? Absolutely, we should. Are you ready? <clears throat> ready. Three, two, one. There's, There's no, no place, place like, like homo. homo. There's no, no place, place like homo. homo. There's no, no place, place like homo. homo.